Happy Halloween. <laughs> it's our Halloween episode, everybody. We're back. It's been... It's been forever. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah we're it's sorry. It's been about a month, month and a half. We're sorry. We have been busy, right? Yeah. Been busy. I was gone, like, all of last month. I was only home for 10 days, and I was I went all over the place. I had a few shows with Ben, with Cofresi. We played out in Texas, and then... Yeah, I heard that went well, yeah? Yeah, it was super fun, and then... Uh, the next weekend, I think I was in L.A. for a week, and then uh, I was in the studio with Amp Live and with Stylist Stylist Beats, who we've had on before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool to hang out with Jeff in person for the first time. It's weird how you, like, we've said this before, but, like, you forget that you don't, you've never met somebody. Right. We yeah, went to all Smorgasburg. The all the interactions that you'll have with people. And then you meet them in person, you're like, oh, shit, this yeah. is the first time this has ever happened. We went to this thing called Smorgasburg. And um, it's just like this like 70 booth food thing. And I've, I've heard of this. Okay, so like I have I have a list in my phone on my notes of like all the big cities in the country and I've made lists of all the places that I want to go eat. And I had like this 10 place list for LA and the very top one was Smorgasburg. Nice, and you guys... And, you and so I hit him up, it. I was like, you want to hang out on Monday? And he's like, hey, yeah, uh, me and some homies are going to go to Smorgasburg. And I'm like, shut up. I'm like, sent him my list. I'm like, it's top of the list, bro. So I got actually a um, a gourmet s'more from this place called Smorology. It was called the Elvis. Okay. Did that peanut butter on it? Yes. Is that what it... That's the Elvis, like an Elvis burger. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, they had like the freshest, most like soft graham cracker that was definitely like super fresh made. And then they would take this like square marshmallow and they'd torch it perfectly right in front of you with like a culinary oh, torch. Nice. And then uh, bananas and peanut butter and bacon. Ooh, and yum. it was just incredible. It was all the good I ha- stuff. I could only have like one and a half bites. We had to share it among all of us because really? it was so good. Yeah, nice. But anyway, that was fun. I went to LA, hung out with Kish's parents. Kish's parents are super cool. Awesome. Um, <laughs> we then we went out to uh, Chicago, and I played at Chop Shop again with Ben. Great. And I feel like there's some other shenanigans like in between there because I feel like I never stopped moving for like five seconds of that month. But anyway, yeah. that's why we haven't had a podcast. We're sorry, everybody. Yeah, but we were able to cram in a lot of a lot of guests before that. And we have a lot of good guests that we have coming up for y'all soon. So anyway. Especially uh, today. We've been waiting on this one for like yeah, a year, I would say. This has you know, been. We've all and, been busy and it's been like yes. just a Murphy's Law of making this work. Yes. So. And we tried to do it before you went out on tour, but there was like internet connection problems. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And then we rescheduled, and then he couldn't, mm-hmm. so it's just been this back and, I've been and forth. i my time zones wrong, Yeah, it's just been, like, bad. Murphy's Law. So, anyway, yeah. we figured it out, and we've got a really cool guest for y'all today. And, and I'm happy that it's a Halloween him, show, too, because, like, K, I, th- I feel like K-Lab exemplifies Halloween. Yeah, like, I think that's the, the kind Fly of show Beat I would, song, Fly I, Beat, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's but like, like that totally in perfect. this type of stuff, like this futuristic space age funk music that he makes, that's what that's the kind of show I would want to see. Booty Galactic, yeah, Booty Galactic. That's what I want to see on Halloween. Yeah, hell you know. Yeah. Anyway, I, feel that. I wonder what he's gonna be for Halloween. We'll have to ask him. Anyway, sure. What are you gonna be for Halloween, Pat? Uh, you know, so uh, every year, let's let me let, let me back up, everybody. Pat has like three things that he owns. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> that he recycles every year and makes some new variation of himself using these three things. And those three things are a muscle suit. Yep. A blonde mullet wig. Yep. And 
is it an American hat or uh, I forget the last I have item. A handful, I have a handful. It, of no, things. no, no. It's the Hulk hands. Oh, the Hulk. The yeah, the Hulk hands. So he's been like the Incredible Hulk Hogan. Yes, and that's the a incredible cross between Hulk, Hulk Hogan and, and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, Randy Savage or whoever. You anyway. Oh no, Muscle Santa was last oh, year. Yeah, Muscle Santa, where we iced all those people at that party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this was awesome. Uh, Pat put little like gift tags on them and we like hid 12 Smirnoffs all around the house and iced the shit out of people. It was amazing. You should go ice people at your Halloween party. I, it's a pastime that I missed. I've, I've never participated in icing until that moment. I it don't was play a that blast. Game, but it was pretty fun. Staging it for people was hilarious, but it's like so obvious. It'd be like, hey, um, Pat, can you grab that uh, salt for me right behind you? Oh, ice. Like, <laughs> or that one that we hid in the plant, and that girl's like, what's in this plant over there? Yeah, and Gray was like, boom, ice. Boom, ice. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, hilarious. Anyway, so go ice people for Halloween, yeah. everybody. Um, I'm going to be. Oh wait, what? You know what? We didn't even. I'm. I'm a dick. Yeah, you didn't we even didn't let get me, to the end of that. So this answer. is what Pat has in his arsenal that he cheats with every year. Yeah. And so, so what are you going to be this year? You didn't year? even let me finish my questions because this year, I am going to break out of my shell and try something different. Whoa! Yeah. Did you buy something new? Not yet. Okay. So probably. So this is to be determined because. I think the the reason that you recycle all these three things every year is because you don't buy your shit in time. Exactly. But anyway, I was thinking about in the movie Hocus Pocus, they're the two bullies that steal that guy's sneakers. They steal Max's sneakers. Uh, and one guy has, speaking of ice, uh, he has ice carved in his head, and I wanted to be that guy. Are you going to find somebody be, to be the other guy with you? No. See, the other thing is, uh, I have to work. Oh, on Halloween. Well, who's so working with you? Make them be that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have to work. By my, I'm doing a solo shift by myself, but I don't know. I was thinking about that, or I was thinking about. I don't know. Ah, that's about it. I'm probably going to be lame this year and not do anything. That won't go well while you're working. I know. Yeah. So get some cat ears or something. I'll figure something out. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, I'm going to be with Maddie. So I. Maddie's going to be out there with you guys? Yeah, we're cool. playing the show together on November 1st, so that's tomorrow, everybody, if you're listening today, <laughs> um, on Halloween. And we're playing at the Knitting, the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. Well, we're the official after party for the Closey show that's happening in Brooklyn as well. So come hang out with us. Tonight, I think we're going to be, me and Maddie are going to be Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I thought you guys were going as Wayne and Garth. And then at our show, we're going oh. as Wayne and Garth. I mean, there's too many easy things for me and Mads, you know, like it's, Maddie's we got long, already, we got long blonde and long dark hair. Like, like I mean, she's, and she, like her persona is basically Garth. Oh yeah. <laughs> party on Mads. <laughs> she's basically Garth in real life too. If you ever she's talk basically, to her. basically Jay too. I mean, she's the pussy commander. She's yeah, the click commander. The commander. No, she would hate that I'm saying this right now. Yeah. She's going to hate you. You're the click commander, Maddie. what does he fucking say that um i can just see maddie on stage being like you are the ones who are the ball lickers like can't you imagine that yeah that sounds like something she'd say yeah maddie's more of a ball licker love you maddie (laughs) (laughs) all right hey so all right that's all fine and dandy but we got to get into some uh we got to get into some cool topics and this is a little bit it's a little bit cliche at this point in time, but we're going to talk a little bit about China. We're not going to get too into it, but 
I did think it was kind of funny that Zed got banned from China because he liked a <laughs> South Park tweet. <laughs> yeah, like the cascade of events that, that has come from the China protests, like in a humorous sense, it, like with things like this, Zed being banned and South Park getting in trouble and NBA getting slapped on the wrist, you know, yada, yada. It's right. kind of been funny, the fallout from like pop culture. Right. But it does, you know what? That doesn't matter if Zed can't play a show in China because Soundstage. That's right, Soundstage. Shout out Alicia. Alicia is who showed me this. There's several other artists on the platform at this point, but it's an up and coming or it's a startup. Mm -hmm. It's a new startup that basically allows you to purchase a service from a DJ to perform virtually for your party. I think it's kind of an interesting concept. It sort of reminds me of Turntable FM back in the day. I remember that. Yeah. And I feel like we just talked about this too. We've talked about it recently. I can't yeah. remember when. Yeah, but Turntable FM, for those that didn't hear that, is this um, website that used to allow you to basically stream a live set from, you know, people like Tritonal would stream their live EDC set. And it was this cool little, like, fake digital stage that they had built that you could watch and like other users were portrayed as like little tiny sim characters sort of with their username over them you could see who else was in the room with you and there was a little chat and you could Mm -hmm. like listen and just kind of virtually vibe with other people that were listening to the set it was a really cool idea and i don't know what happened to it but it's gone now yeah so soundstage basically allows you to you can pay performers to they will basically video themselves and direct stream it to like your party. Yeah, or essentially. Or your house like you could you could whatever. Yeah, you could essentially go to soundstage.fm and you could say, "Hey, I want Alicia to play my birthday party and she would do a custom personal performance for you." Uh like not is it pre-recorded or is it live? No, I believe live it's live. Okay, so we that's We can ask we're we're we could ask her about this when we have her on in yeah. the near future, and we'll probably get very into this because she's been, I think, like a proprietor actually of this oh, really? platform as well while she's been out in Valencia working at the Berkeley College of Music. So I think we can ask her more questions about this when we have her on. But yeah, it's a really we interesting will. concept. I think it's, I don't know how I feel about it yet. So we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about it. But Interesting. Yeah. And other things I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, how do you feel about this one? <laughs> So Justin Trudeau, you know, he's like the poster child of Canada and like Canada's youngest. I don't think Canada likes him so much anymore. PM or whatever. I don't know. I I agree with you. I think he was a pretty figurehead for a while. He was. After this third incident of finding him in blackface, people are wondering if he is racist or has a fetish. I am going to say racist. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, with racist. That. At this point, though, it is pretty funny. Like, <laughs> kind of how funny do these it. keep occurring? Who told him every year on Halloween, like, do it again? Like, it's cool. So I don't know. It's just, I just funny. From the the not official psychology. Your armchair diagnosis. My unofficial diagnosis. Armchair diagnosis armchair from diagnosis Dr. Olson. Is that, uh, you know, men are pretty simple. When they have some sort of positive reinforcement for something, they'll do it again. And I, I, I too, am curious as to who, <laughs> like, what happened while he was in blackface that made him want to do it again. Yeah, was there a conversation? I don't want to. I want to know the conversation had. What? Yeah. What? Like, what is going through your head? He must have had. Maybe he got laid or something in blackface. 
Oh my God, you know, yeah. Maybe I bet that's, that's it. it. I bet that's that it. That was it. All yeah. right, well, we solved that mystery. So anyway. Still probably racist though. Uh, yeah, you know, it seems like that is a sort of a prerequisite for being okay with doing that even yeah. one time. So I agree. I would agree with that. All right, let's move on to more um, appalling things. I mean, people saw this and I would say it was kind of some, it was pretty weak, but Flume was eating some booty on stage at Burning Man. It was not just some booty. It was his girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you see the video? I did, yeah. How would you rate it 1 to 10 on that, on the salad toss? Uh, I mean, it was for like a second and a half, so... Yeah, I would give it like a two. I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it like a one and a half. I don't half. even know that the salad was tossed. I don't even know if you I can would call say, it that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't even know that it was yeah. tossed, so... I think it's irrelevant. It's just a fact. I mean, it's just a, a story because it's Flume and it was Burning Man and he's eating ass on stage. It's pretty ratchet. I mean, I know, regardless of nasty. it being like kind of lame, <laughs> it was pretty gross. <laughs> Anyway, good for them. You know, confidence goes a long way. Sure. Speaking of being confident. Okay. You got to be pretty damn confident to call the cops on your neighbors. Yeah. When they're that barbecuing. Thing, that uh, vegan lady from like a couple months ago who yeah. was complaining that people were barbecuing in the yard next to so, her. So, yeah, you were telling me about this. I didn't even actually see this. But you were saying that this vegan woman called the cops because her neighbors were barbecuing too much meat and she didn't want the smell of meat wafting into her house. Yeah, that was That's like viral in, in and of itself. And then I'm sure people saw like when people fought back, they had like a block wide barbecue and they had like 30 people out barbecuing oh, really? right next to her house, pissing her off. Yeah. Good. Speaking of vegans, though, I did accidentally eat some really good vegan tacos when I was in Los Angeles. You accidentally ate vegan food? It was really funny. I was walking... But that's just vegetables. That Vegetables are good for you. Okay, yeah. And I, it's not like I'm afraid of vegan food, but like I, w I, I can honestly say I have never gone into a vegan restaurant, a fully plant-based vegan restaurant with, the, with intention. Sure. So I was okay. walking through West Hollywood and... We'd been, like, walking down there all day. Just probably walked, like, 10 miles that day, just up and down the, uh, like, Melrose or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually I'm, like, okay, I'm, I'm hungry again. Like, I could eat right now. It was, like, probably, like, 9 p.m. And then, like, I'm thinking, Kish was, like, what do you want? What are you thinking you want to eat? I'm, like, I don't know. You know what? Honestly, like, some tacos sound really dank right now. And I should you not, like, we take two more steps past this store that we were next to, and there's just, like, this giant neon sign that says, tacos, tacos, tacos. And I'm just like, holy Hell shit. yeah. So I just, like, beelined right in there, and um, we ordered one of every taco on the menu, including good, good call. Good call. I bought Kish a ghost pepper taco. Ooh, how'd that go for him? It cost $6.66, which I think is great. Great. It was on my Instagram story, and I really wish I saved it. It was one of the funniest things was that I've ever seen. Um, he was not dying at first. In fact, you know how dramatic he is? He, yes. He yeah. decided to act like he was dying and kind of play it off. But then it became <laughs> and like... And it became real? Then it became like not okay. <laughs> and then oh. like there was some real suffering happening. And he was like concerned about the revenge of said taco for like oh. the following hours, obviously. Yeah, I bet. Like late into the night, he was concerned about the revenge of the ghost pepper taco. Oh, so. I'm sure it came back with a vengeance. But yeah, it was funny. At first, he like I was taking a video and like after a second, he just kind of like got up from the table and stormed off. And I thought like, geez, he's going to go 
go barf or something. But then he, as soon as I stopped filming, he came back and he was like, oh, ho, ho, no big deal. I was just making, being theatric, you know, whatever. And yeah, I'm like thinking, yeah. okay. okay. And then the sh- and then his eyes started watering and his face got really red. Yeah. And then he like The ghost pack was a delayed reaction. Yeah, and yeah. then he like just sat down and put his head in his hands and I was just like, are you okay? And he's just like shaking his head no. And he takes his hands away and there's just like tears going down his face. <laughs> I showed his mom and she's dying of laughter. <laughs> there's just like sequence after sequence of him like standing in different areas of the restaurant trying to like get himself together (laughs) and um (laughs) and i like go to show uh, i'm showing his mom and his dad walks in the kitchen yeah and she's like oh my god you gotta come over carl you gotta come over and watch this and he's like super hungarian and he's like what's what and she's like you gotta come watch this video of um alex eating a pepper and he's like, oh, he eat pepper. Why so stupid? You know, whatever. And <laughs> and she's like, no, you got to come watch it. Come here. And so he comes and wa- starts watching this. And he's like, zero amusement. I mean, like, the whole time Kish's mom had been just dying. Like, yeah, Carl's yeah, yeah. just staring at it like, mm. And he's like, why he do this? Like, this eat this pepper make himself sick, stupid. And uh, it's like, <laughs> so funny, dude. <laughs> he didn't care at all. <laughs> Good. Anyway, wow. and then, yeah, I so I had... um. Like vegan carnitas and like vegan the cashew cheese, which I'm always Cash- I've had what cashew cheese the before. Fuck is that? That's like a variation of that's like a vegan cheese. It's a very common substitute. Oh, for, it's it's not bad. That's what they I make like, like nacho you know cheese what? out of and stuff. I like cashews. I probably like it, but it just sounds weird. You're acting like super weird about it. Like you haven't had like a what do they do? Like walnuts for chorizo or something? What? Um, yeah, they do a sub also for like fake chorizo. They use nuts as well. Anyway, uh, I just had one when no. I was at um, Jefe, Jefe Hacienda down on Mississippi Mile, and it was really good. All right. All right. We so got anyway, it. I walked into this vegan restaurant, and honestly, we didn't even realize halfway through, until uh, halfway through our meal that, right. that it, it was, was vegan. vegan. So was it good, though? Yes. Okay. There was a couple tacos I totally would have got more of, but we had enough, and there, there was like one that I was like, it wasn't, none of them were bad. Some were better than others. Sure. And the ghost pepper thing was hilarious. Well, you know what else <laughs> is vegan? Pumpkins. Candy, candy pumpkins. <laughs> that, do you know if candy pumpkins are vegan because they probably have gelatin in them and they're not? Well, we're just going to say they are for the sake of it. No, that's spreading false information. But pumpkins are vegan. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. But anyway, now we're candy pumpkins. Candy pumpkins. Did you know about candy pumpkins? Did you know that they're kind of gross? But they also... Well, we rated... Um, the candy, the candy We rated candy... candy um, All right, let me tell you. Let me take a step back. I want to tell you a, st- a little story about something that happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Okay. I went to Walgreens to get some things, and I noticed the Halloween candy was out. So I, I bought a lot of candy. And then for a while there, I was eating a lot of candy. Every That'll night. happen, dude. Yeah. It's the worst. Dude, it, yeah, to like the point where my teeth were hurting. And oh, my God. I got way into the candy corn and the harvest mix, which is the candy pumpkins, because I was hyping them up. I'm not such a big fan of them anymore. I got to say, I ate too many of them. Too many candy pumpkins. Yeah, so I was going down the rabbit hole on the internet while I was eating these candy pumpkins, researching them. Uh, And what I found was that the candy pumpkin is responsible for daylight savings time moving back after Halloween. So for years and years and years, decades... Uh, since the candy pumpkin was around, the company that invented the candy pumpkin, I think it, I might botch this name. Is it Brachs or Brax? I have no idea how to say that. B-R-A-C-H-S. Anyway, you guys have all seen it. But that company was trying to, was lobbying to push daylight savings time, which was like a week before Halloween used to be, to 
post-Halloween because it gives trick-or-treaters an extra hour to go out door-to-door and get more candy. Therefore, they would sell more candy, and it actually happened in 2005. So now I think it's November, or it's the first weekend after Halloween is when daylight savings times happen. And the reason we can we have it that or have it like that is due so to people the candy. can sell more candy. It's due to the candy pumpkin. Huh. Yeah. That's really strange. Isn't that weird? That's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, and speaking of why things are the way they are and why are they weird? Why um, are they weird? Why are potatoes so popular? Hey, that's a vegan item. It is a vegan item. This on this episode, <laughs> vegan things. Halloween vegan themed episode. Yeah. Great. Um <laughs> I was reading something recently on, you guessed it, Reddit, about the popularization of the potato. And I thought it was super interesting because, yeah, the potato seems like pretty humble, right? And I thought maybe it would just be like another sort of maybe George Washington Carver sort of situation with the peanut where somebody was like, here's oh. five billion ways to make a potato. And now right. you love them. Uh, yeah. But it wasn't that. This guy who grew a ton of potatoes decided to hire people to guard the potato fields but told them to allow the townspeople to bribe them for the potatoes, inherently creating a market for them. Oh. By making people think they were, like, special. Genius. And essentially, he popularized the potato by doing this, and was it, it was brought into, I, I believe this was in the UK, it was brought into um, Westminster eventually and became served. It, it eventually became a part of every meal that they would serve they would have a potato course in their seven-course meal every single meal of the day from because basically then on. it was perceived as this rare thing. And it, yeah, he... he pers- you got to guard it. Yeah, because, he created yeah, this market by demand, being like, yeah. the potato special potato, Ooh, but you can bribe me for it. Like, you know, and <laughs> right. so, yeah, essentially, that's why potatoes got so popular. Right. Then this also led to me reading about how potato chips were invented. How were potato chips invented? Okay, so the potato chip was invented in 1853 by a guy named George Crumb, and he was trying to make fries. Wait, his name was Crumb? Yeah. And he was trying to make fries that were too thin to eat with a fork to annoy his customers. Wow, what a nice and, guy. And actually, they were like super stoked. They loved them. They started eating them with their hands, and then potato chips got super popular. So there's some weird potato facts for all of you, I know you're super curious, especially our vegan fans. Hey, to kind of break out of the vegan theme here a little bit, uh, that reminds me of a story of the Moscow Mule. So every, everybody's familiar with the Moscow Mule, the drink. It's, you know, vodka, ginger beer. Got some co- copper cups in my cupboard. That's exactly. a lot of alliter- alliteration. And that's exactly Jesus. where I'm going. So copper cups are the traditional cup used for the Moscow Mule. Do you know why? I don't. There's no reason. Oh, uh, cool. There, well, Arbitrary, love it. There's absolutely no reason why you need to have a Moscow meal in a copper cup, but the reason why it exists that way is because there was this dude, I don't even know who it is, but some guy back in like the 1900s had a surplus of copper, and he was like, what am I going to do with all of this copper? So he started making copper mugs and pushing the idea that that was like the standard and really all it was was just to get rid of copper yeah so basically people creating markets because they have excess you know we could go on and on forever about this like about in the 80s when the low fat or the like low fat movement started and like the fitness movement happened and so we started making like skim milk 
and that caused mm. a lot of excess milk fat. And oh. so people, the government didn't know what to do with all this excess milk fat. And so they're like, how do we get rid of it? Oh, we make cheese do? with it. So they put millions of dollars into marketing cheese, which is why America is so obsessed and like literally addicted to cheese. It's because we have all this excess from people that were drinking skim this and low fat that. Really? Mm-hmm. Fromage. There you go. So, oh. you know, you like things without your control. There you go, everybody. You know, all of this, uh, <laughs> all this talk about food is making me hungry. Hey, well, I hear the rapper. <laughs> we got, we got some food to try. It wouldn't be a Halloween episode without trying some weird spooky snack. pop tarts. We got the sp- <laughs> spooky pop tart. They're called splits. They're half uh, brown and half orange. Just kidding. Uh, they're half. <laughs> Drizzled sugar cookie and half frosted brownie batter. I think brownie batter side is going to win. You, that, you think so? Uh, yeah, that's my bet. I'm just going to, I'm going to vote for sugar cookie. Wow, that looks like shit. Oh, this thing <laughs> looks pathetic. Expectation versus reality. <laughs> Wait, do you have one too? Yeah, there's two Pop-Tarts, duh. Oh. It'd be sacrilege for there to only be one Pop-Tart in a... I don't know. That's what why they're called doing. Pop-Tarts. Well, no one's like everybody like... I'm going to get a Pop-Tart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Are you trying this sugar side uh, Yeah, first? I'm going to go sugar cookie side first. Okay. These have been sitting in my room forever. Tastes like it. Uh-oh. This is like a Pop-Tart. And it's good. Mm. I mean, it's pretty bland, but it's a sugar cookie. All right. Isn't a Pop-Tart just a sugar cookie in general? Like... <laughs> Did they get by by not by not flavoring any side just because it is a sugar cookie? Oh my god! I don't think my father, the inventor of the toaster strudel, would be too happy to hear about this. All right, brownie side. Here we go. Way better. <laughs> oh yeah, not even close. <laughs> but then you gotta eat them together. Okay, you're right. We're splitting it in half, people. We're making like a sandwich, like a hot dog. Oh. A pot. <laughs> oh. A pop dog. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that was good. Well, there we worth go. the wait. Here, do you want me to take it? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's what like happens every time we have snack attack. We eat like two bites and we're like, "This sucks." <laughs> yeah. Except okay. for like sometimes we get chips we're like pretty addicted to. Let me take a drink of La Croix. Pop tarts are a little dry on the palate. There. <laughs> I haven't had a pop tart in like a decade. <laughs> Reminds me of that tweet that was like. Hey, a drink comes with the $5 meal at Popeye's now. Somebody in corporate must have choked on a biscuit. <laughs> oh, God. Seriously, though. But true. Yeah, but true. All right. Okay. So, speaking <clears throat> of snacking and opportune times to snack, mm-hmm. I read something the other day about how Netflix is going to start abandoning their, like, binge structuring and going back to, like, week-to-week releases. So, I can't binge on snacks while I binge on shows? I mean, you can, but maybe just not every show. Oh. So they're, like, I don't know that they're going to, like, change shows that have already been coming out in, like, full season increments, but they might start releasing new seasons of things that are going to come out weekly. I like that, actually, because... I agree. We've become, we've become too spoiled, and we just right. go through things, and you know how much work it takes to make a season of something? I can't imagine just thinking that someone's just knocking it out in a right. day and not caring about it ever again. Right, yeah. It's like, I would rather it... I'd rather look forward to something to watch. Exactly. Too. I also like that. I like being like, ooh, Tuesday, I get to, you know, it's... Yeah, I got my Tuesday night I set. missed it. I'm going to cancel all my plans. I'm going to watch the new 
Rick and Marty yeah. season or whatever. I mean, I, I like yeah, the ability to binge when I want, but I do like just having like one thing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, that's cool. That's interesting, though, to see where that will go. Yeah, I'm curious about how much of an uproar it will cause. You you know, you obviously have some people that are going to be like, well, that's what we use it for. Like, what are we going back to cable? What is this, you know? Right. We're going to definitely hear some of those arguments, so. Whatever, everybody wants to complain, fuckers. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. Um, this one's been in here a while, but I just thought it was like an interesting fact. And then we can kind of segue into album of the week and then our amazing guest. But basically I was talking to Snowman the other day, who is a good friend of ours. I think we've talked about him on the podcast before. We'll probably have him on at some point because he has so much crazy experience doing lots of different things. He plays, um, every saxophone and he is... Basically, a audio engineer that's worked for McNally. He's spent time working for Prince before. He's worked for every like large gospel group in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the go-to for like gospel. So it's kind of crazy, and it's crazy. I think how much stuff that gospel stuff pays. Anyway, Snowman is just like a super talented guy, and I was sitting in the studio mixing this new EP that I'm about to wrap up that I've been producing for a friend. And we were talking about re-recording a couple vocals from her that maybe didn't just hit in the intonation that we wanted them to and having trouble sort of punching in and out of that and making it sound fluid and natural. And I was actually having issues with that when I was in the studio in LA with Amp Live because there's this one line that is like so high on my frickin' register mm-hmm. that I... Having to punch it in was really tough. I kept either hitting it sharp or flat because having to go in and hit that note it's a, and not yeah. have anything to ramp me up was really messing yeah, with me. Yeah, it's easier to build into it than exactly. it is to just punch right in and, and hit it. It didn't sound yeah. natural. It sounded like it was punched in. So right. we had to redo it a ton of times. Mm-hmm. But I just kept thinking about this one thing that Snowman said as I was getting more and more frustrated with myself of, oh my God, I can't believe I can't just fucking hit this. Like, why is this such an issue right now? What is it? Um, Christina Aguilera had to do 400 takes of a word one time while she was in the studio. One word. One word? What one word One word it? that they were punching in. I don't know, you know what it was, but it was just one word that was in the middle of a sentence that they were trying to make sound natural because of the way that she'd done it, they didn't like. Mm. And so they had her do it 400 times. Mm. And that made me feel like the 30, 40 times that I had to do it weren't maybe, that's as, not, it wasn't I, so bad. That's not so bad. I just feel like 400 might be a little egregious. That's insane, but that's corporate music. That's corporate structure when it comes to, like, producers. And there's probably, like, 16 producers sitting in that studio being like, no, I don't like that one. Well, you know, you have to come to, like, some sort of unanimous decision when you've got that large of an artist. So, anyway, I just thought that was kind of a crazy fact and something that I just had to deal with while I was down in L.A. Crazy. Yeah, so speaking of recording and doing all that fun shit, we got Joel just walking in on us. Album of the week. Thanks, Joel. See ya. All right, Megan, (laughs) uh, do you have an album of the week? I do. What is it? So Rex Orange County came out with his new album, Pony. Mm -hmm. And I really like Rex Orange County. He's 21 years old now. When I think I first heard of him, he was like 19. My roommate Ben showed me Loving is Easy, the music video, which you guys should go watch. It's from a previous project, but it's really, really good. It's all claymation. It's really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And... um. All of his stuff, I would say, is sort of like, a, I don't want to say dumbed down, but a more simple version of, more, more simplistic, that's still kind of condescending, 
a more simple version of Amy Winehouse, sort of like the English take on modern um, pop jazz stylistically. I would say it sort of like reminds me a bit of Easy Life, if you guys have heard them and Amy in terms of like the jazzy chord progressions and things like that. He does a lot of like a lot more like rapping and sing song sort of rapping on this album than I feel like that he's done in the past. But I do really like it. My favorite track is Face to Face. I think that was the single for the album as well. Pitchfork shat all over it. Of course. They but did. Pitchfork shits on everything. Yeah, they gave it a five out of ten. They called it like. They really insulted the ever-living shit out of it. They called it, like, something you would write in the bathroom on the wall in the sixth grade. Oh, really? <laughs> they really shit on it. They, like, did a number. They gave it a 5 out of 10. But other places are giving it um, 10 out of 10. So Dude, whatever. It's people who controversial. Review- Check it out. I hate reading people, like, reviews of things because the only... Who- okay, think of people who review things. You are inherently a piece of shit. Well, maybe just inherently a little, a little critical. Well, no, you you have your. your it's so nar- it's such a narcissistic thing. Role, maybe. yeah. Like, oh, you think your opinion fucking matters? Get the fuck out of here. The thing is, too, about Pitchfork is like I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. Is like Pitchfork, people are so hype on Pitchfork and like the what do you call it? Retention. The clout. The clout. The yeah, clout sure. of Pitchfork that. People can have a five out of ten al- um, album review written about them where they're called a child in a bathroom, and they'll be like, "Thank you, Pitchfork! Oh my god, oh, yeah, it's amazing! I know. You said one good thing about it." Like the fact—I mean, if you get a review on Pitchfork, it's already going to be a good thing. That's too, exactly—you you got- you know—no publicity is bad publicity. Right. I feel like Pitchfork is kind of the South Park of music review. You know, like it's like, in, yeah, in maybe it. if you get brought on to South Park, they're going to. Make like fun mock of the oh, shit sure. out of you, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. gonna be like complimented that you're even popular enough to be <laughs> pro- brought onto South yes, Park. You yes. can't be mad at it. You have to That's be happy. True. I think it's kind of like that. Yeah, I feel like I, I just feel like people like reviewing things, and I I'll read reviews too. Don't get me wrong, I like to read uh, good reviews. It's just it's a psychology, you know. I like to read good reviews of things I like and feel better about myself, and things I think suck. I like to read bad reviews about too, because then I feel better about myself. But I think just in general, people who review things, whether it be movie reviewers uh, who are snobbish or music reviewers, any any sort of entertainment review, I tend to find like that it's just an avenue for people who are pretentious to be pretentious without any sort of feedback from people. Like if that person was out talking, you'd be like, you're a pretentious fuck and I don't like hanging out with you, you know? Yeah. But now they have an avenue to do that and people respect them and I... I think it's such a, it's a kind of a facade. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. You know what I mean? But it's still, I, I understand that it exists for a reason. Yeah. But anyway. So right, what's so, yours? Uh, my album of the week is probably reviewed terribly on Pitchfork if they reviewed it at all as well. Uh, but I, list, I stumbled across this. I was just listening to some music on Spotify the other day. And I listened to Weezer's The Teal album, which came out in 2019, and this had the song Africa on it, like, that cover. The, the cover. I thought the cover was good, but I didn't... Sorry, I don't mean to cut no, you go off. Ahead. I thought the cover was good. It kind of bothered me how on the nose it was. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any real Weezeriness. I right. felt like. They, like, perfectly covered this. Right. So... I thought that was kind of like I thought maybe that was just like a one-off single. I didn't. I haven't really been. Paying I didn't attention. even know there was a new album out. So thank you. There's a no. Not only a new. There's two new albums they released in 2019. They did the Teal album and the Black album, 
which I didn't know of either. The Teal album is a cover album. The whole album is fucking good. They okay, nailed read everything. some of the covers. Uh, so the first track is Africa. Then it's uh, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Um, Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Nice. Uh, they do Take on Me uh, by... Damn. Uh, Aha, I believe is the band. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky, uh, No Scrubs by TLC, Kill It. Uh, Billie Jean, Damn. Stand By Me. Okay, um, this has like got to no. be one of the best album of the weeks and, that you've had in a hot minute. I know, and it's only 35 minutes. So you can listen to it like in no... No time at all. There you go, you guys. Just turn us right off right it. now. Just kidding. Yeah, turn us off. Go listen to this music <laughs> album. And no, they, they crush it the whole time. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome album of the week. All right. All right. Uh, with that, we are excited on our Halloween vegan-themed episode to bring you uh, one of our favorite people, K-Lab. Our first guest tonight is... Introducing special guests. Let's do this. You're listening to Green Room Podcast. Talking out loud. I thought it was Kalena. Which one do I talk to? I thought that was Kalena at first. I'm like, that sounds. Me too. I'm like, right. are you mocking me? She didn't sound right. She's doing your accent this time. She doesn't sound are right. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? Uh, okay. 
right, now now we're now we're rolling. Are you mocking me? Are you mocking me? <laughs> Here's mine of you. Are you mocking me? <laughs> That's definitely Australian, not a New Zealand. Bit. Oh, here It'd we go like, again. We knew this would happen. Are you mocking me? <laughs> I, are, you mocking me are you mocking me? Are you are you mocking me? <laughs> Australian. Australian? Are you mocking yeah. me? All right, everybody. Welcome. Guys... The famous, the most booty galactic, intergalactic planetariation of Caleb. Booty. booty. Nice. <laughs> what, hey, guys. How you doing? We're doing well. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Glad we uh, we got it sorted. Looking forward to chat. I know, like ten years later. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we were just doing like our, our shell and just talking about uh, how we've been trying to get this going for like you know months, and then last time we had it, and then the internet crapped out, and now we're kind of under the gun again because you guys yeah. are you guys are moving back. We're soon. just such busy disc jockeys, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The life of a disc jockey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man. So how's uh, how's touring been? How's life? It's good. Um, yeah, just. Were you recently on the America. road with uh, Haywire? Yep, did Haywire in March. Um, I think we did like ten shows across the states, and I just finished another one with Break Science, and then I'm kind of back to Canada again now. So, hey, um, now I think you can hear. It. Can you hear us now? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, right in time for Megan taking a bite of pizza. Yum, yum. Um, sometimes I do a gig and there's too much subs and it knocks out the UAD. Oh. Not the sound card. I just did that with my hand. Oh, oh. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're back. We're back. And you're we need, saying... We need no, more gaffer tape. More gaffer tape on, a, on your Hang setup on. over there. Man. You can fix anything with us. <laughs> There we go. Just, just take that, will you, mate? Thanks. That was our segment of uh, Kalina can fix anything with duct tape. Yep. Good job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Love it. <laughs> if people only knew how we lived, you know. She's a hundred percent roadie all the time. <laughs> yeah, we had it. We actually have a segment. We had a segment. Megan wrote out like Kalina can fix anything with tape. So what else has she fixed? My attitude a few times. <laughs> um, what have you fixed with tape, Kalina? Um, I didn't get the list. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, little, a bunch of things. Crowd wasn't dancing hard enough. She just gaffered them. <laughs> she just <laughs> like puppets. Yeah. Oh, she fixed my headphones. Because <laughs> you always yeah. break them. <laughs> The headphones. I heard you guys uh, rigged up a really cool, a, a really cool a stand, mic stand. <laughs> Kalena, ladies yep. and gentlemen, she's Kalena. a dime. It's top of the line. She makes things happen. With gif a type. All right. So no, you were saying you were on tour uh, with Break Science for a little bit. Now you're coming coming up to a uh, Canadian tour again. Yeah. Does that well, start yet or? Kind of a bit back and forth between oh, Canada and here, but yeah, just did a show at uh, Cervantes last week for Sonic Bloom. It was like they're kind of oh yeah, unified field okay. or whatever. That's yeah, what they call it. Mm-hmm. That was sweet. Spoonbill and Librarian. Oh nice, and um, you all know Spoonbill, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 
tight. He's super sick. He was just here as well in Minneapolis. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, he uh, he's finally got his U.S. visa, which is good. He he wasn't able to play here for like ten years. So. Crazy. Yeah. That explains I why think, I feel like I see him on lineups all over right now. Yeah, he's he's just like yeah, he's been waiting. Everyone's been waiting for him. So is he good. Aussie or Kiwi? He's an Aussie. 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 Yeah. Nice. He's fully <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> so when does uh when do you start going up into Canada then? Uh Thursday. I'm doing Halloween with uh it's like Ill Gates and Ahi. And yeah, a bunch of other shows. Cool. So how are you going to I know you guys you guys are in the process of moving right now. How are you going yeah. to be handling doing all your shows while simultaneously moving? Mm, we're kind of like used to it now. We've ah. like moved three times in the last year, I think. I've had three different studios, like one in Vancouver, one in New Zealand, one here. So we just travel light. So actually packing is super easy. It's just put our shit in a bag and leave. Yeah. That's wild, yeah. man. So when are you guys yeah. going to be back? Are you guys moving back to Australia then? Yeah, we're moving to Coffs Harbour, which is kind of near Byron Bay, um, just till April next year. Oh. And we've already uh, got a U.S. tour lined up for next year, so we'll oh, be nice. back. So you're yeah. going to be moving back to the U.S. then for a little bit? It depends how long the tour goes, but yeah, we'll be back for a couple months. That's well, you can sure. come stay with us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, so for people that don't know, okay, so when you are foreign and you want to come tour in the United States, some countries will allow you to get something called a visa for an alien of extraordinary ability, and that's what it's legally yeah. called. Um, do you want to explain, like, a little bit of how that works? Because I know some people have no idea that that even exists and, like, mm -hmm. what the parameters of it are and why y'all have to go back home for a little bit right now. Well, we're not going back for the visa, for okay. visa reasons. We're going back just for summer because there's, you know, all the festivals are kicking off down there. Yeah, that makes sense. But, okay. uh, yeah, the visa, yeah, you have to prove you have a, have a special ability, I guess. Uh, you have to have a lot of press. What's that? Sports? Clean is just looking at me and she's yelling sports. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't play any sports. <laughs> oh, for sports people, yeah. Or actors or yeah. jockeys. I guess my special ability is the funk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't say that in the interview. Yeah, so you just have to have a lot of press. And I guess there's not too many people that do live guitar, electronic music from New Zealand. So we were kind of pushing that. We had to, like, you know, we got a Spider-Man trailer, so we are like, leveraging that. But, yeah. It's, you oh, know, yeah. if you have a good lawyer, if you have a good lawyer and a bit of press, then it's not too hard to get. And then what do you, so how long yeah. does the visa last? It lasts three years. Oh, okay. Um, mine's out in August, so we we got to get a new one soon. But uh, Is it pretty actually Oregon Eclipse paid and organized for my visa as part of it's like an international thing they have to bring artists over with their festival so i think they did like five oh one visas for artists that's amazing that's really yeah, cool that's really cool yeah that's awesome and then so do you is the reapplication process once you've already gone through it does it do you know if it's going to be pretty easy 
Mm, we're not sure. I uh, think not because it never is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. But, Just to um, back up for like two seconds, you said something about um, Spider-Man trailer. And for people that might not know what you I, meant by yeah, that. I had no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, I was yeah, confused um, for a moment. And then I realized it, um, that you, y'all do a lot of, well, Westwood Recordings, which is the Funk Hunters yeah. label, does a lot of publishing and licensing deals, a lot of syncs and stuff. And so yeah. I believe you y'all were placed on this new Spider-Man trailer for the Homecoming Spider-Man movie. And that's what you were talking yeah. about is something that you could use as leverage to say, hey, let me in. I have press. We've been oh. featured on this. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So just wanted to oh, like, that's make cool. sure I people didn't know, know you were what you are talking about there. I didn't know you had, you had a track on the Spider-Man trailer, like the movie trailer. Yeah. It was kind of like... Was it with Sticky Buzz? Because they, they, they do like six trailers for each movie or for those big ones. So mm-hmm. I think this was one of the like last trailers they did because... Yeah, the movie had already been out for a while. And, and then, then just, just weren't you featured as well? Um, you did a song for Facebook through Swell, which is something that I'm just wrapping up as well. Yeah. And then also, you were just featured on season two of another TV show. Yeah, Raising Dion. Um, um, yeah, the one about the boy with superpowers on Netflix. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. You're killing yeah, it with the licensing. West would, have, West would have been really good for that stuff. Um yeah, they also got one of my tracks on, you know, Jordan Peele, who does, like, Get Out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, he has a new series called Weird City with, like, Michael Sarah and a bunch of people. But anyway, they used our track for the opening scene. Oh, that awesome. was really cool to see. Very cool. Because normally they just play, like, a snippet, but they, like, open the whole series with our track. So that's pretty That's stoked. super yeah. awesome, <laughs> That's super sick. Yeah. Hell yeah, congrats. It, it's, I, it's not often that we get a chance to talk to, well, talk on the podcast really about, like, syncs and, like, publishing and licensing. Yeah. Not every artist really takes advantage of that kind of thing. And I understand why, because it's so convoluted almost. It's so complex yeah. and tedious. And I've been going through the motions of setting up my catalog right now with, you know, all of the IRC or ISRC numbers and UPCs and all the IPIs and like the APRAs and everything of everybody to make sure everybody gets the money that they deserve that I've worked with and um, trying to push that out to companies. And it's a really huge world that a lot of people don't know even exists of how things get placed onto commercials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to talk to somebody that has some experience with that because we haven't really talked about that on the podcast yeah. before. That's that's like one of the advantages of working with Westwood because they have relationships with people that do sync. So, you know, as soon as you have a release with them, it goes straight into this catalog with a sync agency and then they're kind of pushing it. So, Yeah, Westwood does a really good do job much. with that. Nick has formed a lot of really valuable connections. And I'm sure, I mean, they yeah. brought Alex on as well, and he's been really valuable too. But yeah, Westwood's yeah. been killing it with that. So that's cool to see. The, the Spider-Man was just a bit of a, we kind of got lucky with that one because I think the dude working there doing the syncs was a fan, and he just like found our track on Beatport, and then they reached out to us. So Oh, yeah. awesome. So that was just, was just like, like a, direct. Yeah. That's yeah. really rare. That's really cool. So... Moving on to what you've got coming up here. Do you have any releases coming up that you're super stoked about? Any shows coming up that you're super amped about? Yeah. Doing this one with this Megan Hamilton chick. She's pretty sick. Oh, she sounds like a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to those. those no, I'm super pumped, going though. Down. Uh, good those move on China. Those tracks have been doing good live. Yeah. Sorry, what? 
I said, I'm excited for those. The tracks have been like crushing lives. So awesome. I dude. think they yeah. should do well. I'm going to play one I, out this weekend in New York and, uh, uh, it's, it'll be the first time I think that I'll have played it out live uh, while I sweet. sing it too. So that'll be super tight. And then also, nice. also, um, good call on trying to convince my management that I should come out to Australia. So love yeah, you for that it's, it's one. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah. So like we were, but yeah, my we'll management hit up Caleb recently and was just like, yo, these tracks that y'all make together are really fun and I dig it. And how can we get more? And Caleb like threw me a bone and was like, well, she needs to come to Australia during the summer and that's our winter. So I'm like all about it. So thanks for the plug. Am I on rhythm guitar on one of those tracks? Which ones? I think I might be. Uh, Maybe on ketchup sauce. I don't know. Um, I don't. One of the tracks that you sent me over yesterday, I was listening to and I'm like, that sounds like me. Oh, that's what's good for you. Yeah. Because Megan had like had that track kind of fleshed out. So yeah, was was that it? Is, that, one, is that one of the ones that you guys are doing together? What's good for you? Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. one of them. And I'm trying to think of yeah. that's you or me. Uh, what was that day when he was over here? Okay. Yeah. It could be totally. It totally no, could that be one, we didn't do any new guitar. On. Yeah. So then, Oh, so, cool. Yeah. I'm on track. You yeah. should convince Cole to get me out to Australia too. Oh yeah. Okay, see. see you there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him up. But yeah, I figured, you know, we wrote two of the tracks in Minneapolis. That's right. Two of them in my part of the world. I agree with that. That sounds very awesome. Evenly split EP. Super on board. It's got to. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Let's do it. I'm actually planning to do like a, a beat retreat in uh, Australia. Ooh, I'm coming so to that. Hire, hire like a house for a week, like in the bush or by the beach. I've invited like. Up yo, spin Bill, Cohen Sound, Mr. Bill, whoever. And we just like, we don't have to make anything, but have like two studios there and we can do it if we want. <laughs> that sounds super but yeah, sick. But just share ideas and. I might stumble onto that beach. Beats. Oh, yeah. seeing you here. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> okay, so real questions down to the nitty gritty. What are you going to be for Halloween? I was going to be a baby. That's amazing. My friend Christina was a baby just once, like, and it was great. I think that's a great just idea. A diaper. Because, yeah, about a year ago, yeah, like, my friends, because I just, like, lose a lot of stuff, and I'm on tour, and I'm a bit of a baby. So <laughs> my friends started calling me a baby, and then all, all of a sudden on my tech rider, like there's a sippy cup turning up at my shows. I'm like, what the fuck's a sippy cup? And they're like, it's because you're a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That is so fucking funny. So now I have like every show, I have like a sippy cup to remember it by, which is kind of cool because there are different ones each time. But now if it doesn't turn up, I get upset like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like a baby would, yeah. Because it's actually a really good thing to drink out of when you're in a club because you don't spill your drinks everywhere. And they, a lot of the time, they don't have drinking vessels. So, that, yeah, that's yeah. true. I'm going to put a flask on my rider. That's yeah, great. where's my sippy cup at? <laughs> Bitch, where's my sippy cup? That's amazing. Are you, and you're playing on Halloween, right? <laughs> Bitch, where's my sippy Bitch, cup? where's my sippy cup? <laughs> Are you playing on Halloween then? You're going to be a baby on stage? Yeah, I'm playing uh, Calgary, Ilgates Nahi. Amazing, yeah. Okay, and yeah. so and you I was also have about like going the long hair. Though, I got, 
What's that? You got like the long hair on top right now, so you can do yeah. like the little baby like pony, little hairy baby, shoots, shoots straight up like a rug rat. <laughs> My other option was to go as Elgate, you know, with the shaved sides. Dude, that would you also that, be a great yeah. option. I've I've contemplated being Maddie because we're together on yeah. Halloween, and her being me. That'd be pretty funny. If he, we should just then I would play after him and be like, give it up for Ill Gates. And then, okay, I'm Ill Gates. <laughs> you should just go out and play his set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ill Gates got a guitar. He does? Oh, hey. No, he would if I was him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all have any songs coming out? What's up with that? Nah. Nah. I no. popped into his studio the other day when I was in LA, actually. It was yeah. everything that it looks to be online. It looks like there's a lot of buttons and stuff. There are a shit ton of buttons. And, and a lot of dogs. Amount of knobs. Heaps of knobs. Heaps of knobs. Heaps of dogs. Heaps dogs of screens. Knobs. When we were, Megan, when we were playing this, that show in Belden, uh, and he was playing as well, he was staying in the room right next to us that we ended up uh, staying in with Maddie. And yeah. there was a door, the door was open and I was walking by and I like peeked in. He brings heaps of knobs with him on tour too. Oh. Just for I like know, one day. It's wild. He, bu- he built like this, like I just looked in there and it looked like there was a studio. Like he built in his hotel room. Take away knobs. <laughs> I was just trying to think of something that I could say it was funny about how I met you or something. Um, and I think maybe the best one to start with was just the, so I met the, I met Caleb online initially. And actually I feel like I'm, I sort of cyber met Kalina online mm. first, maybe. Yeah. But whatever. Eventually, we're, one, we're one person. So you met me. Yeah. Met. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I met y'all. And yeah. anyway, then the first time we actually hung out in person was when y'all had just moved to Denver or were about to move to Denver. And we went to senior bear which is delicious. If you're oh, in Denver, you should go to Senior Bear. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you hear this? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I feel sick. Hang on. I got to go. You're going to say you don't like Holy it? Holy shit. No, senior like Bear is amazing. No, I, they I just love Senior got, Bear. I'm going to go there again, but it'll be a different experience next time. They got Liddy <laughs> Committee. Oh, really? And then we walked across the street to the liquor store. They had like these fancy Patrons. Patron bottles in those tins with like Dia de los Muertos like yeah. illustrations all yeah, over them, yeah. and so we got one of those. And some of my like last memories are like looking over at Kalena, who's like crawling across the like kitchen island on all fours through a pile of nachos with a Patron box on the top of her head. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then, <laughs> and then, like Kalina fell asleep on the couch, and was we were trying to we're trying to get her up to see if she wants to stay there, if y'all want to go home or whatever. And then I hit you up the next two days to go get bottomless mimosas, which was y'all's idea. Ugh. And you didn't talk to me for like two days. You were so hungover, you couldn't move. It was the altitude. And on the third day, you rose. <laughs> and the altitude, can, dude. The altitude can get you there if you're not used to. Yeah, it. we didn't know that we couldn't drink like Australians in Denver. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was we blast. we just drank like we were living on the beach, not mile up. Mm-hmm. It'll but get yeah. you. And yeah, y'all was, had like literally we just like, gotten in. We had like fevers and stuff. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, you guys were like legit dead. I thought I've, I I've kind of felt bad. <laughs> My whole face is green. 
was the worst. Oh my god! Well, I can't wait yeah, to do it again. We've uh, climatized. We can we can drink now. So yes, I know yeah. you can. Have, yeah, we've tried it again. It went what? It went way better. <laughs> well, for us, you were pretty drunk. Actually, yeah, that was time. me that time. <laughs> We had I to didn't take eat enough you Chiba home, Hut. Actually, last time. I didn't eat enough Chiba Hut, man. Yeah. Uh, it's the Chibs. The Chibs got me. The Chibs got anyway, me. Chibs. So, other serious question. Um, favorite Halloween candy? What's candy? Do you mean lollies? <laughs> that, oh, my sure, God. Thank yes. you for saying this because now I just remembered one of the things that I put in a sauna. Words that are weird for you and then words that are weird for us. So the first one I heard from you that was that really weirded me out was that you said to me at Sonic Bloom, you're like, oh, you want to grab me a beer from the chili bin? And I was like, what? <laughs> and yeah, chili bin means cooler. F- and then Kalena told me you also say iski, which is like yeah. the igloo of Australia. What? So like there's some igloo coolers, there's esky coolers, oh. but they call it an esky or a chili bin. A chili bin. Chili bin. Wow. <laughs> and a then cooler, I guess lollies. A cooler is like a type of drink, I think. A what? A cooler? Like a, like a brand of a drink. Oh, uh, like a wine cooler? Yeah. But yeah, chili bin, chili bin is kind of a weird one. Australians think we're weird for saying that. <laughs> oh, that's just as an, a Kiwi thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. So what is this? Lollies. Oh, lollies. Well, a candy <laughs> is like, um, candy to us is like a type of lolly, like, uh, like a candy cane. That's what we would so think of. So it's like a sucker. A candy. It's like that hard, chewy stuff. Like hard, a sucker. crunchy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, but okay, like, so what about like a chocolate what you, treat? What you call candy... We call lollies, and that's everything. That's like, so what about know, like a gummy bears and yeah? What about a chocolate bar? What about like a Snickers? What's that? Is that a lolly? A, a chocolate bar would just call it a chocolate bar. Oh, we what, wouldn't call it a lolly. What about a Snickers? Is that a chocolate bar? That's a chocolate bar. Yeah. So that, but that doesn't fall under the word can. That's not a candy. That's not. We don't have candy. Okay. So candy. what's your favorite Halloween treat? Treat. treat yeah. Treats. Um. Well, I don't really like the candy over here. It's all kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys use uh, like fructose corn syrup, so stuff tastes weird to us. Like we use cane sugar. Yeah, I wish we so, did. That, but what's your it, what's your favorite uh, treat from back home then? Um, from back home, I like chunky Kit Kats. Chunky Kit Kats. What's the chunky Kit? Yeah, oh, that's the big. The big. It's just like. Ones? Twice the size, and there's like more chocolate. Yeah, hmm, that no. sounds bomb. Kit Kat. I haven't had a Kit Kat in a long time. I should try well, one. Maybe we should give you a break. Well, when you come down under, let's have a chunky one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> count me in. I would love a chunky Australian <laughs> Kit Kat. <laughs> Dude, you know what I noticed just randomly since you've lived on in Canada and been there frequently as well. Yeah, the Reese's there are three cups. Standard Reese's, three cups. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. I, yep. I don't like those things. Oh, my God. You don't like the Reese's? <laughs> nah. Whoa. They're gross. That's hilarious. It's like, it's like my uh, favorite sticky. thing. But I went to uh, LA recently and queued up to a really like fancy supermarket, and they had 
Almond Buttercups. And fuck, that shit was good. Almond Buttercups. Yeah, I don't know I've seen those before. Like, uh, they have those at the co-op and shit. I'm going to have to try so those good. too. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty bomb. But I, Reese's is my Down favorite. I can't believe you don't like Reese's. That's weird, man. I don't like peanut butter either. So. Oh, okay. Well, then that explains that. So I made sticky. a peanut butter burger nah. last night. Ey, yuck. <laughs> it was delicious. Kalina will try it. Kalina's got balls. Do, do you like peanut butter, Kalina? I like peanut butter, but not not like lollies. What about peanut butter burgers? <laughs> There's a peanut butter peanut lolly? Like I don't know, no. Yes, Kalina. You're going to eat a peanut butter <laughs> burger next time she we're says, together. She says, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we have covered most of the bases here, man. Is there anything that you want to plug that's coming up for you that, like, releases or... Well, I just dropped my Shambhala mix. Oh, go yeah. Go check that out. You should go um, listen to that because our song's on it. I'm going to go yeah. listen to it. Yeah, it's actually got two of our songs on it. Ooh. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of, like, stuff I've been working on and pretty much all my favorite tracks that I've been working on for the last three years. So Ooh. released and, and unreleased. So go check it out. Dude, three years awesome. of work right there. Hell yeah. Pumped to hear it. I love yeah. the Shams mixes. They're always so bomb. Everybody puts yeah. so much more effort into a Shambhala mix you than any other You gotta fucking bring the heat, set. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. like, took a different approach. Well, I knew, like, I was playing after Defunk and before Sticky Buds, and I knew they were going to go, like, super fucking heavy because it was, like, Friday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to bring a bit of, like, hip-hop and funk in between just to, like, give the crowd a bit of a break. And then Sticky Buds can just, like, bring it home, you know? Right. And you so think, I think it worked. You yeah. think it went over really well? How was the crowd out there? Um, man, you can't go wrong with Shambhala crowd. It was awesome. That's what everybody says. Yeah. I got I to make it out there one of these yeah. years. Next year, yeah. maybe. Someday. 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2020. I got to ask off for work right now. <laughs> uh, so what uh, What about your upcoming um, Canada tour? If you have uh, any, any dates in front of you, or if you know any off the top of your head where people can catch you. Uh, I've got a bunch coming up i'll be in calgary hang on i'm just gonna pull up my dates real quick yeah i'll be calgary fernie i'm playing in arizona tempe is the last u.s show cam loops and then my aussie tour kicks off which is pretty far from america <laughs> that's true but we got aussie listeners it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah where are you playing in yeah. australia yeah aussie listeners i'll be at most of the festivals, Bohemian Beat Freaks, Rainbow Serpent, Earth Frequency, and over New Year's, a bunch of festivals in New Zealand. So. Sweet. Good times. That's awesome. There's a festival season yeah. in New Year's over there. Is that Rain- Rainbow Serpent? That's like the in biggest Aus- festivals, yeah. Rainbow Serpent, is that because is that named after that big, uh, that giant snake that they think lives under that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you I take my, enough acid, you can even see it. Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh... All right. Well, be sure to go check out Rainbow Serpent. Um, and ca- you can check out Caleb there too. And check him out on all of his dates if you're around. Yeah. And, and go listen yeah. to his music. Go stream the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for the Shambhala mix, man. I always try to check out everybody's Shambhala mix. And um, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of your music. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, man. Thank thanks you. for coming on. I'm, pre- I'm glad it uh, finally happened after all this time. So worth the Cheers. wait. Thanks people. for having me.
<laughs> yeah, man. Thanks. Have a good day. We did it. We did we it. Did it. We did it. Oh. All right. Thanks, Caleb. All right. Till next time, you sick guys. <laughs> See you, fucko. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Caleb. That was amazing. So glad we finally were able to get a time to work out. And uh, Megan, we'll just do a real quick outro here. Let us know of your upcoming dates because I know you got a really busy upcoming schedule. Yeah. Um, sorry if we don't have another episode out next month. You guys, it might be till December, unfortunately, just because I'm going to be gone all but eight days next month. I've got a show, like I said, with Maddie on the 1st, and that's going to be at Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. Go see Close Z first and then come see us. And then I'm hopping on the road with uh, Sewdown. So that's going to be fun. I think we're going through Kalamazoo and Urbana, Columbia, Missouri, up to Minneapolis, across all the way over to Spokompton, Spokane, and Seattle, Portland. Oh, and then um, on New Year's Eve, we just announced I'll be opening uh, for Hippie Sabotage at the Fillmore in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sweet. Yeah, so that'll be super fun. And then we go on next year where we got some festivals going on already, which I'm super stoked about. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait to announce those. Yeah, well, come see me, you guys, and we'll hang out. And everybody, have a happy Halloween.